Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It's Buffalo and Dallas tonight here at KeyBank Center as Buffalo resumes action after their break. Stars do likewise. Stars walk themselves into a back-to-back as they'll go across the border and take on Toronto. Oh, Marty, that's oh. a Toronto team that lost in the regulation Islanders. last night. Yeah, see, let's get to it. Obviously, there was a portion of the show yesterday when we surmised what would be the best possible scenario here looking at Buffalo and their playoff chase. And I'm like, I would rather them be chasing two teams than one team. And you, of course, had a different opinion. And I somehow unknowingly uh, cheered for the Leafs. No, I cheered for the Islanders. I'm just saying unknowingly because I was on a plane and I couldn't watch or follow um, that the Islanders were able to eke one out late in regulation. So it avoided the three-point game, and it kept Toronto and Detroit exactly 10 points ahead of Buffalo right now. There was a cool moment in the game last night where McLean, for the Islanders, scored his first NHL goal. He's the son of John McLean, who is an assistant coach with the Islanders. Yes. So he came out of the penalty box to get a breakaway to put the game 2-1 for the Islanders at the time. And then when Toronto scored with about, what was it, eight, nine minutes left in the game uh, to make it 2-2, that was probably the highlight of the game for me as they pan out to the bench to look at Patrick Waugh. And he let out one of the uh, very famous French swear words oh, nice. uh, that starts with a T and uh, a little ta and then it went out and I was like this is great like you can take you know the the French out of a guy but the swear words are still there when you yeah like but in the end it's all about Lou because Lou's guy former Leaf oh, Pierre yeah. Engvall who Lou signed to a long-term deal is able to get the winner yes. that's unbelievable yeah Engvall going back to Toronto getting the winner that was good in the other matchup uh, was a little bit of star power, right? So you had top picks that produced goals in the game, and you have the most famous undrafted top scorer in Panarin answering yes. the top pick in McKinnon, right? Like low scoring. McKinnon's game. goal was unbelievable. But you, the lo- the you love period. that. You love the challenge that you see individually within these good matchups: Rangers, Colorado, is, and guys like McKinnon and Panarin, and how they're going. Is right it now. like you know we talk about UC Jokin and how the shootout revived his career, right? But like Alexi Lafreniere, his first NHL goal was in overtime here against the Buffalo Sabers. Mm-hmm. He is so good at three on three. Even last night, it's one-one. New York is absolutely dominating the Colorado Avalanche. Like they, they missed so many opportunities late in the third. Georgiev had to be really good, and then in OT they took control. Colorado had a chance. Jonathan Quick almost made a blunder with the puck. He tried to clear. It almost became like a Tage Thompson Calgary type of situation. Oh, speed wobble. Speed wobble. But he went to clear the zone. And he fanned on it, but he fanned on it so good that it went behind the Colorado player instead of hitting the Colorado guy, which would have had an empty net. Well, sure enough, Quick gets an assist because it went up I, to yes. Zibanejad and, and Lafreniere. He comes in and scores the goal. But, yes, yeah, so you got McKinnon with a beautiful goal late in the first. But Jonathan Quick, man, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. like he has to have become now that that – 
I don't want to say best backup because, but New York on back-to-back situations this year, they're the best team in the NHL. Why? Because Shesterkin has played the first a lot, and Quick has played the second, and Jonathan Quick has had so much success this year. Now, it flipped yesterday because the Rangers, you know, Shesterkin were coming right back from the All-Star game, so they said Quick is going to play the first one, and Shesterkin's playing tonight, mm-hmm. which, you know, teams do sometimes. Dallas Stars are saying, we're going with Ottinger tonight. Colorado said, we're going with um, Georgiev last night, although the Islanders went with Varlamov instead of Sorokin. So different approach for different uh, different teams. Yeah, and obviously if you missed it off the top, Lukanen uh, for the Sabres, and it'll be Ottinger for Dallas tonight. And a little busier night as the, the league starts to ramp back up here. Is it eight games tonight? Uh, yes, eight games. And... Um, you know, from but uh, as mentioned, a quiet week for the Sabers. The other action last night, of course, was the AHL All Star uh, event out in San Jose. Yes. Uh, long and complex, and not going to get into the, all the details because they play a lot of games, six divisions. You know, small matchups between uh, each, and ultimately, you know, you look at uh, just the fact that two Amerks were able to get there. They, What's they, the nice part? Well, as you may have seen on social media through the Rochester American social media feeds, um, Isaac Roseanne and Yuri Kulik did not make it to the skills competition part the night before. Mm-hmm. Travel issues, but they got there for the game. Kulik had a shootout attempt that did not uh, succeed on in the first game. It was kind of funny because you mentioned six teams, right? So it's not the NHL's format of semifinal and finals. There's more games going on. But then when you look at the benches... There's literally like four guys on the bench, right? There's three guys on the ice, and, you know, there's very small teams. Oh, yes. Because there's six of those, so um, they were on the ice a lot. Like when you uh, – Askarov, the goalie from Milwaukee, kind of uh, stole the show with diving all over the place, trying mm-hmm. to play the puck. Um, that was – I thought it was very entertaining. It was uh, – there was some really good moment in the AHL All-Star game last night. So you landed on it unintentionally. Askarov has been arguably the best goaltender in the AHL this year. He is on a ridiculous run of success. His numbers are dazzling. I said on this show last week (laughs) that UC Saros will, in fact, be traded this year by the Predators for obvious reasons in that they're teetering. They're not likely to make much hay if they did get in. Now, obviously, the goal is to get in. But Saros, where he is contractually, I mean, they, they have no choice. This is the maximum value time, in my opinion, for dealing Saros. There was concern, had they done this last year, that Askarov wouldn't have been ready. He has answered the bell repeatedly yeah. with Milwaukee this year. So Nashville's still in the playoff chase, though. I they mean, are, but they, they never look traded like Pecorina either. Like they didn't trade Pecorina at a time where maybe they could have when Saros was taken no, over. No, but they were. I don't believe the Predators have truly ever been in a rebuild, but they might be starting into one now, which is mm-hmm. why you have to consider this. Uh, yeah, I think you can consider it, and if you do, it's you better a, get a boatload for UC Soros. Well, that's what I'm saying, and it's pretty obvious that New Jersey would be at the front of the list. Would they I not? think, uh, yes, they may be. Um, I think Jacob Markstrom is the goalie to watch now when it comes to the trade market, in my opinion. I think Makes there's sense. three teams. Actually, there's four teams that would be, in my opinion, looking at Markstrom. One, it's a little bit more complicated. That's the Philadelphia Flyers. Two reasons why it's complicated. The uh, Obviously, the ongoing sexual assault investigation in London, that kind of, you know, 
it puts the Flyers in a tough position and their cap space. But I look at the LA Kings mm -hmm. because they do have some of the cap space. They do have prospects and picks that they could trade for Jacob Markstrom. The LA Kings could be a team. Look at the Carolina Hurricanes. Who knows what's happening with Freddie Anderson with the blood clots right. and everything. And I look at the New Jersey Devils. And the Devils do have the cap space to be able to make a move for Jacob Markstrom. And it's two more years at $6 million. It's mm -hmm. not just a rental. You're actually solidifying yourself and allowing Nico Dawes and Akira Schmidt to continue to develop. So I think Jacob Markstrom is the guy I would look at right now in the NHL. But you don't see Markstrom as better than Soros, do you? No. So <laughs> how would but you go? But also Soros will be much more expensive really? than the new contract. Really? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Really? Yes. Mm. What's he at next year? He's at five. I don't... He, yes. he has another year left, so maybe that softens the I mean, blow. Inflation and cap raising yeah. is... It, yes. It goes without saying that Saros will be north of what Markstrom is currently at on Saros next deal. Yes. My, my concern is that, I hate saying this, I feel like UC is not 100% right now, but I, I like as far as like dominant UC Saros He has form, no financial goals. If you see that commercial no on TV, no, no, goals. Goals. no goals. No goals. No goals. Not no. even for retirement, no goals. No goals, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's the problem. He needs a big contract. He I, has no goals. I think, though, I think a change of scenery would be super, 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 super exciting for mm. Saros right now. So, um, Well, yeah, could it I, be the LA Kings, too? Yeah, it would have to get a little more creative there. Um, if I think, they are in a rebuild, I think the Kings would have prospects and picks to be able to trade their way yeah, but the devils you got to remember like the devils have been in lockstep with the sabers the last five years as yeah. far as like drafting high yeah. and like so they've got they've got a lot here and they might have also figured out they've got stuff that they don't need how this year has gone right like when jack hughes is in it's totally different and yes that you know is. what i mean so like I, th I think they've had an evaluation period here the devils have to recognize that you know what um now, the, the flip side is that the Devils maybe haven't been fully healthy for the longest stretch yet to know exactly how the what team was got, built. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think out of conference is easier. I think when the you're making Heat is on Rob Blake right now, and he needs to make a move. So yeah. that's the thing. And you look at, I say they have picks. They only have four draft picks in the next draft. A first, a fourth, a sixth, and a seventh. Trade them all. So uh, trade a first this year, a second and next year, maybe a second the year after, and a prospect. Make a package that Nashville would have to say yes to. Yeah, I, it's or Calgary. Um, and by the way, um, Nashville had that. You know, they lost to LA right before the break. It was um, another tough pill for the Predators to swallow, and that yeah. it was the final win for Todd McClellan behind the bench. The Kings don't get back at it until Saturday when they welcome in Connor McDavid and the Oilers. Of course, Edmonton tries tonight. For oh, win 17 number 17, and they're in Vegas 
What are the odds? What are the chances? Well, if you look at the betting uh, community, I think the Edmonton Oilers are a minus 130. So they are the favorite uh, going into Vegas, which is saying a lot because the Vegas Golden Knights have Aiden Hill back. He's played two games, two wins, gave up two goals to the Islanders and two goals to the Rangers. Um, he's a, a big difference maker. And people are going to say, Aiden Hill... Like, he wasn't even top two goalies last No, that's not true. He was, the, you know, one of their top two goaltenders at the start of the year last year. He got hurt and then got his chance late in the playoffs. Um, but he's been fantastic this year. Uh, but so has Stuart Skinner been of late. The Oilers played great defensive hockey. They've given up 24 goals in the 16 games that they've won. Yep. That's one and a half a game. Like, that's really good. And uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl and Hyman and the depth that they have, Warren Fogle and those guys have been taking part. So I, I say the Oilers win in Vegas tonight, and then they probably keep going 18-19, and I think it probably gets to 20 or 21. They have Anaheim yes. after tonight. That'll be the Friday game before they then roll into L.A. for the Saturday. Yes. So maybe the third and four nights with a new coach on the L.A. side Maybe that becomes the end point here. Or maybe Vegas does Rick Tockett a favor and wins tonight to prevent Edmonton from getting to 17, which was Tockett's Penguins of 92-93. And he said, I don't want them to catch our record. You know what happened to the 92-93 Pittsburgh Penguins? They won 17 in a row, and then they tied the last game of the regular season, 6-6. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a throwaway game, but like they could have ended the season on an 18-game winning streak. Like yes, it, they could have. I think they tied the Hartford Whalers, 6-6 in 92-93. So you're betting streak continues for Edmonton tonight. Yes, betting that the streak continues. Um, but it's going to be a, a low-scoring game, so if I was to... Uh, Put a little something together. I'd say the Oilers and the under would be the uh, way to go. In, uh, and look, look I, at last I, night, tight games last night, very yeah. tight defensive games last night. I think coming back from a break, coming back from the All-Star break by week, it's going to be lower scoring for a little bit here. I hate to say it. I am I'm going to agree with you. I almost always pick Vegas in every situation, but I think Edmonton will get tonight for sure, and this uh, streak will likely end up being theirs to own for the foreseeable future and then who knows how long it lasts but i think i think they will set the record and then uh you know they'll go on from there the one thing i didn't mention yesterday and i'm kind of glad it didn't play out like some big offensive night for matthews last night i should have asked you whether you thought matthews had like a gretzky chance in him here to have this massive outburst and get 50 and 50 Mm. Because the one thing that I wanted to do the revisionist history, like, so when Wayne did his incredible 50 and 39, he was at 40 in 36. He got one goal, then he got four goals, then he got five Five. goals, so he scored 10 in three games to not only, everybody's like, this guy scored 50 and 40, he bettered it with 50 and 39, but then... As I was looking through it, I thought you would love this. In typical Oilers fashion, the next game was New Year's Eve. Gretzky got blanked. The streak ended. And then once they resumed, like he goes on this ridiculous heater of like another 12 goals in six games and everything. But it was just, it was so perfect. It was like, eh, 
the Oilers are known for maybe taking a night off. I was going to say, just the right you time, say in so. the Oilers fashion, yeah. Um, you know, and knowing Glenn Sater and the way that he ran the ship back then, it's like go have fun, boys. Yeah. Um, you know, celebrate Wayne fifty goals in thirty nine games, and they took a night off, and then they started up again. No, I don't think that. And the weird thing about that. One of the greatest thing about Gretzky 50 and 39 was he got to 50 goals before anybody got to 30. Nobody was even at 30 goals in the regular season when Gretzky got to 50. That's a pretty significant achievement as well. But Austin Matthews is very much like that this year. He was at 40. Well, he is at 40 goals now. And I have to... Like, I have to blink again. Like, he's already at 40. Mm-hmm. Like, a 40-goal season is a fantastic season. He was at 40 before the All-Star break, which is pretty significant. But, no, I didn't think he was going to get to 50 and 50. Um, I think he'll get to 50 in probably 60 to 65 games. And then it's, can he get to 70? I think he'll get to 60. 50 is a long way from 70, so he needs to pick it up right now. Yeah, I think he'll get to 60, but I I don't know if he'll get to 70 now. Time out. Back after this oh. to uh, set you up for tonight's matchup, Sabres and Stars here at Key Bank. Stay with us.